You're listening to an idiotic podcast. I'm Joe Rothenberg, an idiot. Uh, hey, guys. It's been a while. Welcome back to me. It's been, what, like five months since the last episode? Something crazy like that? Usually I come out with about one episode a month. And by usually, I mean for the first four four episodes. So uh, yeah, I know it's a long time to wait for a 15-minute show. But yeah, uh, the world is a little bit different than it was about five months ago. Um, Things have changed. Things are weird and bad. And it didn't seem like there was a need to introduce more idiocy into the world. Uh, There probably still isn't, but I've got a little spare time on my hands, and you might like a little diversion from life as you know it. So here we are, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to do another one of these sooner than five months from now. So if you're not familiar with the show, here's how it works. Every episode, I read a series of prompts and attempt to follow them. So far, I've had to do such tasks as sing seductively in a goofy voice, read reviews of gummy bears with laxative qualities, that was fun, and gargle the national anthem. That was that was definitely the opposite of a treat. And I, I've changed the way things work a little bit in this five-month period. Over those five months, I was not just sitting around eating potato chips, although that happened. I was feverishly reworking the podcast. So some of my prompts come from you, dear listener. And uh, if you would like to send me something to do, email me your ideas at anidioticpodcast at gmail.com. That's anidioticpodcast at gmail.com. I get a lot of good prompts from listeners, but uh, what's taken over the first part of the show is my invention, the prompt randomizer. And this is a computer program that generates random prompts. And so I've retooled that to lend itself a little bit more towards the types of bits that seem like they, they work best on this show. So the show is still very new and it's evolving and I, I'm just sort of seeing what works and what doesn't. And it's going to continue to evolve and hopefully get a little better. But let's get started. Uh... First of all, a new thing we have is the letter of the day, which today is R for relax, and the number of the day, which is two. Let's get going. First prompt from the prompt randomizer is to draw broad conclusions from the number X new video game. And, and so I'll replace that X with two because that's our number of the day. So draw broad conclusions from the number two new video game. Let's find out what that is. I'm going to go online. Let's see. 15 best video games of 2020 so far. Okay. This is not numbered. So we're going to pass up. Last of Us Part 2, which features a a woman with a a bleeding forehead. And we're going to move on to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Good. Great. This is a game I never played the original and don't know anything about the remake. So you definitely need to hear my hot take. All right. So I'm supposed to draw broad conclusions. So I'm on the website Esquire.com. And they have this picture from Final Fantasy VII where, okay, here's what I see. It's overcast. They are on an urban, what looks like a destroyed road in a post-apocalyptic city. And from left to right, we have five characters. The first character I would describe as an orange puma with a, with a mohawk and cuffs on its wrists. 
the rest are all human beings, it, it seems. that There is a, a young lady with a red sort of blazer over a white dress, and her ponytail is sticking in the air somewhat like Dilbert's tie. We have a, a motorcycle on which is riding... Now, I know this guy from Super Smash Brothers. It's a, I think his name is Cloud. He has absurdly spiky blonde hair, a ninja sword on his back, and sort of giant spiked shoulder pads. So he's he's got kind of an 80s rocker motif going. And he has a giant motorcycle behind him that looks like it could be the, the Batmobile cycle thingy from one of those Batmans. Uh, behind, standing behind the motorcycle is a large African-American gentleman who seems to be upset or, or possibly just staring into the sun because he's frowning. He has a, sort of a dog tag necklace, I think, about five belts vertically containing his uh, abdomen, something like a corset. Over that, he has a sort of exaggerated Indiana Jones-like brown suit jacket sort of thing. Uh, the sleeves have been cut off to make room for his gigantic muscles. And one hand, possibly, it's hidden by the motorcycle, but it might have a gun for a hand, sort of a laser gun. And he's got beefy legs under some jeans that kind of feed into some black leather boots. So uh, he's he's got that going on. Uh, and then farthest right, we have a black-haired uh, young lady with a fair amount of midriffs showing, suspenders, a very tight top, a very small skirt, extraordinarily long socks, and she seems to have stolen Sonic the Hedgehog's red shoes. She's also wearing gloves that are long enough to go over her elbows and about halfway up the bicep. So so that's that's sort of what we're, we're dealing with here. So I'm going to draw some broad conclusions. I'm going to say that this game involves time travel because I'm pretty sure that this guy Cloud is from a fantasy time. And this looks more like a modern day kind of thing. So I'm going to say either time traveled or warped here. And then his uh, Chester Cheetah looking pal. Oh, I don't know why that thing is there if he has a giant motorcycle, honestly. So I'm going to say... Well, it's tempting to say that it's there to feed him Cheetos, but I think that would be disingenuous of me. So I'm going to guess that that's his pet who, like, battles with him. And the girl probably, she doesn't look very tough, so she's probably some kind of healer. It it looks like a group of people who are going to fight in some back-and-forth RPG-style fights where one team attacks and then the other team attacks, um, sort of, you know, British military-style it looks to me like the two characters screen right belong to this world. I think they're from modern day. And I think it's like their city and they're protecting it. And then the two screen left humans in their orange puma are there to help and maybe get back to their world. But those are my broad conclusions. That's about all I can, all, the broadest I can go with that, I think. Was that fun or entertaining to listen to? I don't know. Let's move on. Great. Great. I love this. Uh, The next prompt on the prompt randomizer says, explain the hottest new fashion trend. Okay. So let's look up fashion. (laughs) Let's, Let's narrow this down. Let's look at fashion trends. 2020. Thank you, Google suggestions. All right, I like this. It says the autumn, the 11 autumn winter 2020 fashion trends that you need to know. This is on uh, vogue.co.uk. They seem like a fashion authority. I can see, wow, 
There, I, I see a lot of things that neither I nor anyone I know would ever wear. I don't travel in these circles. One outfit sort of looks like if you made a, a dress out of Cookie Monster's hide. Another just sort of looks like you dipped a turtleneck in uh, lipstick. All right, so so it says we're actually not going to use the number of the day for this. It says the hottest new fashion trend. So the very hottest new fashion trend is called the Balloon Affair. Okay, so this is from Vogue. The Balloon Affair. Whether you've got Anthony Van Dyke's portrait of Queen Henrietta Maria or Dynasty's Alexis Carrington saved in your iPhone screenshots, there's only one rule when it comes to sleeves this season. Pump, pump, pump it up. From refined ruffles and Lego mutton shapes at Max Mara to shocks pastry puffs at Chanel, statement swaths at Jill Sander and shoulder shelves at Isabel Morant, nothing says she's arrived quite like an XXL sleep. All right, now I understand what this means. It took a lot of reading to get there, but yes, yes, I do see that as the common denominator in this picture that they have here of five women angrily proceeding down a catwalk, presumably. Their, their, their outfits are all very different and absurd in their own ways, but they all have something in common, which is they have puffy sleeves. Even this shoulderless dress somehow manages to have gigantic sleeves. So apparently that's in. I have to say that I hate it. It's terrible and I don't like it. And that probably means that it is good fashion because I don't like it. So congratulations to the folks, the good folks in fashion who have figured out that that you should be wearing gigantic balloon-like sleeves this autumn. Okay. All right. Oh, did I really explain it, though? Yeah, I did. Okay. Moving on. Ooh. Oh, this has a rare qualifier. This says, read reviews about the number X product at X store in songs. So I'm going to say that's the number two product at a store that starts with R. Why don't we do, why don't we go with Reebok? Uh, just a reminder to everyone, I don't have any sponsors. Nobody's paying me to talk about these brands, and I have no obligation to talk about them in any way other than what I think. It says, read reviews about the number X product at X store in song. So we're going to read reviews about this product at Reebok in song. I just went to Google Shopping. I typed in Reebok. The number two result for me, probably based on all of my data that Google has on me, is the Reebok Men's Club C Revenge Shoes in chalk, dot, 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 chalk-colored shoes. They're revenge shoes. So these are the shoes that, if the Count of Monte Cristo were alive today, he would be wearing. All right, I'm going to describe these shoes. I think they could be called chalk-colored. Uh, you could go with uh, cream or dirty white. They have sort of navy stripes on them. And in all other regards, I would call them quite average. I can't really speak to... They, they sort of have this bizarre snowflake-like logo on the, the tongue of the shoe that I have to say I don't really like. I find it distracting. Don't understand it. It also seems to have sort of a golden version of the British flag. So that's utterly confusing to me. And I don't know what it means by revenge. Is this Britain's revenge on America for for leaving all those centuries ago? I, I hesitate to say because I haven't read anything about it. So just speaking from a place of utter ignorance, 
The shoe is, is confusing to me, but I'm supposed to read reviews about it in song. So let's look at some reviews. I have to say, now these reviews are on Reebok.com, so presumably only people who really care about Reebok would be reviewing this Reebok's products on their own site. And all we have are five and four star reviews airing toward the five stars. So this seems uh, pretty good for Reebok. So I, I'm gonna pick a song I'm going to pick a melody, something in the public domain, and I'm going to sing it, but with the words being these reviews. Okay, I think I got it. So here's a four-star review. It goes, I would purchase half a size smaller. I loved the style, but was surprised about the fit. The size was correct, but the shoe was very wide, which made it feel very loose. I recommend this product. So uh, that song was um, some kind of opera song. I forgot what it's called. If you know what that is, uh, go ahead and write in, because I forgot and I don't know how to look up songs. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that's public domain. The author is welcome to sue me if not. All right, moving on. No, just kidding. No one can sue me. Not allowed. I think for this last one, I'm just going to make up my own melody. You know, I'm going to see what I, what the, the actual writing inspires. This is a four-star review, okay? So the, one of the worst reviews this shoe has gotten. Save all receipts and box next time, just as case. Love the shoe, but this time the sole is starting to come off. I would return, but I did not save the box. I guess I am stuck with this pair. I recommend this product. <laughs> that was user Steve413. <laughs> I, I feel like this review is him rating himself. The, uh, everything he's, he's writing is, is basically just a note to self. Save all receipts in box next time, next time just is case. This is not a message to Reebok or really even to other Reebok purchasers, I, I would say, but but to himself, or, or it's really it's sort of a cautionary tale. Um, he's a tragic figure in this in this review. Let's do let's do a couple more from the prompt randomizer. I'm actually I'm enjoying these. Like usually, I have to sift through a whole bunch of duds to get to something that even makes sense, but this version seems to be better about that. Let me know what you think of the of the new prompt randomizer and the new prompts at anidioticpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, this says, enthuse over the number two fast food chain. Let's take a look. What, what is the number two fast food chain right now? This website ranks fast food chains. It's called qsrmagazine.com and it has an article that says, ranking the top 50 fast food chains in America. Number one, McDonald's, category, burger. <laughs> Number two is Starbucks, category, snack. <laughs> I don't know if I would categorize it as a snack. I don't know if I'd call Starbucks either fast food or snack. I think they got that all wrong, but that's just me. They obviously, they know their business. There's an asterisk by it. That's curious. What's the asterisk mean? It says it includes figures estimated by QSR. Oh, they had to, they had to sort of jimmy the numbers a bit all right so uh number two is starbucks yeah these numbers are from 2018 so who knows what they are now but uh i i need to enthuse over starbucks my favorite snack place <laughs> it has one of my favorite snacks the pumpkin spice latte enthuse over starbucks well 
what is there to enthuse over? I mean, I guess um, green and brown are its colors. I like I like earthiness. The coffee is, you know, good. The atmosphere is uh, there. This is very difficult to do. I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I have nothing against Starbucks, and I've, I've been there many times, plenty of times, but it's not the kind of place that I really can enthuse over. I'm trying to think of anything that makes me really enthusiastic. I, I, a lot of the people who work there are very nice. That's great. Always try to give them a tip, a good tip. Uh, I haven't been to Starbucks in a very, very long time. I think that's all the enthusiasm I can muster. I mean, it's Starbucks. It's uh, it's Starbucks. It's not bad. It's not fantastic. It's good. It's good. Starbucks is good. Great snack place. Love the <laughs> love the snacks. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Okay, folks, so now it's time to open up some listener emails and read some prompts from listeners. This prompt, I love this prompt, this is from my friend Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Thank you for writing in. Uh, Vicky says, read ingredients of a highly processed food in pig Latin. I love this. I'm going to go find in my pantry and fridge, in my kitchen, are plenty of examples of highly processed food. So I'm going to go find one. And I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to read the ingredients to you. In Pig Latin. Okay, you still there? Good. Here's what I found. I went to my freezer, and I've got here some uh, a six-pack of White Castle sliders. So uh, I can bring the delightfulness of that sort of uh, northeastern burger chain right into my own freezer. It has plenty of ingredients. I certainly would say it qualifies as highly processed. And uh, let's, let's see if I can remember am I... Igpe Atenle, and I'm going to read you the ingredients. First, for the unbe, enriched a, eached blay, eat way, our flay, eat way, our flay, alted may, arly bay, our flay, iasin nay, iron a, I don't know how to do vowels, Iamine thay ono nitrate ono nitrate may iboflavin ray olic fay acid a otter way ugershay <laughs> oibin say oil a untains k ute or a s lay east ye alt say idle vay eat way utenglay ono may and day a glycerides day, orn k arch stay, yeah, alcium k, ear oil stay, actylate lay, e say s a l a, oat a iberfay, orn k irip say, olid say, war gay um gay, odium say, alginate day. Ano calcium may osphate fay enzymes at e a oh I don't know that I don't know how to do it and some gay um gay sorbic a acid a vitamin vay e say okay that was just the bun that's what's in the bun we haven't even gotten to the meat and cheese 
<laughs> it's not going to be hard to do the meat, though. Hamburger, hey, colon, Ifbe. <laughs> That's it. Well, that you know... I have to respect that. There's only one ingredient in the actual hamburger, and that's the beef. They saved the preservation for the bun like nobody's business. There you go. And all the White Castle burgers have now melted. Uh, they have defrosted. So I'm going to go refrost them. But those of you who know your pig Latin now know exactly what's in a White Castle burger. You can go make your own. You don't need to buy them anymore. So... At $3 for six hamburgers, it's just much too expensive these days. So, uh, yeah. Icky vey, ank fey ouye, or fey at they ate gray, umpt prey. Oh, I need to stop talking like that. All right, moving right on. Uh, this is from Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. This says, turn a long one-star rating of pool chlorine into a song. Now, I have sung some reviews already this episode. This explicitly states that I need to turn the one-star rating into a song. So, uh, I'll work with it a little more. So, let's, let's, let's look at some pool chlorine. <laughs> Something I've never done before. Okay, I'm shopping on Google Shopping. And in keeping with the number of the day being two, I'm going to look at the second item I see here, which is Leslie's Power Powder Granular 50-pound chlorine Dot, dot, dot. I hate these dot, dot, dots that lead nowhere. That was the end. Leslie's Power Powder, granular, 50 pounds, 70% chlorine. It is in stock. Does it have any reviews? Yes, 61 reviews. It has only a single one-star review. It's 51 five-star reviews. So this, this product generally comes highly recommended by users of this website, which is the website is Leslie's Pool Supplies Service and Repair. So it's lesliespool.com. So let's look at the single one-star review. It's from six years ago. It's from Ray T, who says, Turned pool black. Broadcast five to six pounds to my 36,000 gallon pool to fight black algae. I now have black spots almost everywhere where the powder touched the pool in the shallow end and steps. I just paid to worsen my black spots. Leslie's Pool Supplies replied, That sounds very unusual. I recommend testing your water levels to see what else might be going on here. Give us a call if we can assist troubleshooting your black algae problem. We'd love to help. Dash R. Hey, that's our letter of the day. Okay, so we have to turn this into a song. I like this. I like songs that have black in the title, like um, Paint It Black, Turn Pool Black. I don't know the tune to that, or I would just weird out it. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to be a more gothic kind of song, Turn Pool Black. Something in a minor key, I would say. You know, if you had a guitar, which I don't, not one I know how to use anyway, because I don't play guitar. Uh, if, you know, if you had like a rock guitar, you could really, you know, make something. I'm thinking Franz Ferdinand-ish, you know, the White Stripes, you know, something with a little bit of like power and angst to it. I don't have any of that, so I'm just going to sing with my voice. Turn pool black. Turn pool black. Turn pool black. Broadcast five to six pounds to my 36K gal pool to fight black algae. I now have black spots almost everywhere. The powder touched the pool in the shallow wind and steps. I just paid to worsen my black spots. And then Leslie's pool supplies comes in. That sounds very unusual. I recommend 
Testing your water levels to see what else might be going on here. Give us a call if we can assist troubleshooting your blackout chip problem. We'd love to help. Dash R. Six years ago. Turn pool black. Broadcast five to six pounds to my 36k gallon pool. To fight black algae. And now I have black spots almost everywhere. The powder touched the pool in the shallow ended steps. I just paid to worsen my black spots. Alright, my voice is not going to put up with much more of that. Thank you, Ethan, for that wonderful prompt. You know, I, I think if I needed chlorine, I'd get it from Leslie's Pool Supply Service and Repair. They seem to have a, a nice uh, uh, response here. Also, under, was this review helpful? It has a negative 17. So, um, <laughs> Ray T, you are on your own. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, this is from Bryn. Thank you, Bryn. Simply states, matter-of-factly, your favorite comedian and your best impression of them is an interview between you and them. Oh, this is great. This is this is a great idea. This will all right, this will put my performing skills to the test. So, let me see if I can get into the role here. My favorite comedian is uh, the honorable Brian Regan. Very funny guy. Uh, my favorite of his jokes is uh, the one. It's about meeting someone with an unusual name at a party. I think like Gwendolyn or something. Uh, Brian Regan. I first heard Brian Regan's I Walked on the Moon album when I was something like 13 years old. It was my aunt and uncle's favorite comedy album. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to think it's that funny. He's, you know, was so, I, I'm a kid. I know it's funny. That was my thought process. But when I actually, when I sat down with everyone to watch it, it was, it blew me away how funny he was. He has these great voices. When I want to sound funny, I basically just channel Brian Regan. And I've even seen a lot of professional comedians who, who do that. And, I, and I'm on to them. I'm like, hey, I know you got that from Brian Regan. You're just doing a Brian Regan impression. So I, I've, I've, I've got a keen ear for Brian Reganism. But the thing is, he's so funny that when you hear his jokes and you, your brain just kind of gets into that rhythm that he, that he said, and you kind of can't help but take on his voice too. So I get it. I get it. If I, I've heard him in some interviews, and he's, he's very um, kind of humble and soft-spoken, and he always, he always seems a little bit like he's very excited to leave. <laughs> but he's very polite. Uh, so if I interviewed him, I'd be like, hey, Brian, uh, uh, thank you for joining me on an idiotic podcast. Uh, it, 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 it's good to be here. I, it, it feels like the right place for a guy like me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good, Brian. Um, I mean, but, but you know, you're, you're, you play an idiot. Well, I, I try to. You, you, you're, you're, you're very good at it. It's very convincing. Um, wh where did you come up with that, that sort of idiot voice that you've perfected, I would say? Well, uh, just sort of my own voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd say that um, it develops on the road, you know. I, I, I'll do a show and I'll, I'll listen back to the tapes. I, I always do that. I like to record my, you know, see what I could do better next time and... The voice sort of probably comes from, you know, I grew up watching Looney Tunes and, you know, a little bit of this, a little of that, play, uh, hanging out with my friends and you know, that sort of thing. W would you be able to do a little of the voice for us? Like, uh, 
Some from like I walked on the moon, maybe. Oh, well, uh, if you uh, let's see, uh, normally I have to pay for that, <laughs> but uh, you know, I walked on the moon one day as I was driving around in my lunar rover. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. Wow, <laughs> it's just hearing it in person is really something. I, I mean, it. I was thirteen when I first watched your show, and you know, I'm I'm thirty now. Um, 13 going on 30, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're funny. You, you, you're a funny guy. Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah, no, seriously, I think you got a future in comedy. Oh, well, well, I appreciate that. S- sincerely, you know, coming from you, that really means a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, talk to my agent. You know, we could, maybe we could, we could do a little, you, you could open for me. You know, I'm actually looking to, to get out of the game. I, I've been doing it for a while. Maybe I could open for you. Oh, gee, Brian, you mean that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got it. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't say this to everybody because I, you know, I, I mostly keep to myself, and you know, I open for Seinfeld, and you know, I, I, I normally only really travel with the A-listers, but you, you know, Joe, I think with this this podcast you've got here, you really got something. So I, I think you could take this on the road. You, you think? I, I wasn't sure it was ready. I mean, there's only the, the fifth episode. There only four have come out, and I had a five month hiatus. No, no, no. It's obvious. This is. This is a work of genius. What what I'd like to see you do, I want you to finish up this episode. I want you to come on the road with me. Uh, aren't we in the middle of like a like a global pandemic? Oh, you know, people got to have their comedy. I mean, I, I'm I'm practically considered an essential worker. So, you, you know what? We'll wear masks. We'll, we'll do that, and you know, we'll, we'll make it work. Well, well, Brian, I, I'm I don't know what to say. Um. Don't, don't, don't say nothing. Come on. Let's go. Merge. Everybody merge. <laughs> That's another line from one of you. Oh, man, Brian, this is going to be great. Thank you for... Well, guys, um, Bryn, thank you for that that prompt. I, I, I actually, I have to go, um, you know, Brian Regan is going to be my opener now. I'm going to go out on the road, so i got to figure out the details for that. But... <laughs> But everyone, thank you for joining me on an idiotic podcast today. I hope you've found it sufficiently idiotic. I, I trust you have. If you want to be like Vicky, Ethan, and Brandon, send me your fantastic ideas for stuff you'd like to hear me do on an idiotic podcast. Email them to anidioticpodcast at gmail.com. If I can do it from the comfort of my desk chair and it's not dangerous, expensive, or socially reprehensible, there is a very good chance I will do your idea on the show. No idea is too random or too stupid. Today's prompts were mwah. My theme music is by the fantastic Ryan O'Connell of RyanOMusic.com. Thank you very much, Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to An Idiotic Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now, and leave a five-star rating, if you please. That'll help the show spread a little bit. For more idiocy, follow me on Instagram, at JoeTatoChips. That's J-O-E, Tato Chips where I post regular comics and art. Not so regular lately, but I'm trying to get back into it. Uh, and why not check out my amazing prints at jotatochips.com shop. This week's highlighted print is blank. I didn't come up with a highlighted print. I haven't been on that site in a while. Uh, but go there and see if there's something you would like to buy. I have cool stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe you want to give me money. I don't really have any news or plugs coming up. Just keep an eye on my Instagram because I'm going to start posting comics more regularly. I just started a thing called Castle Winkledorf, which is a medieval comic I've been wanting to put out there for a while. So hopefully that's going to be fun and interesting to watch that develop. Uh, I think that's all I got going on. So um, stay safe out there. 
Thanks for listening, and remember, you're never too smart to be an idiot.